Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pleasant good morning to everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Coles Brown Show, right here on the Black College Sports Network. Yours truly, Coles Brown. Here's the guest menu for February the 17th. Uh, scheduled to join us, Charles Edmond of the Alcorn State Radio Network. Also, Coach Van Petaway in the first hour will join us. Then in hour number two, two guests for you, Coach Hudson Fuller, he's a head football coach at Catholic High School in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, traditional powerhouse program. And two young men, student athletes, 
uh, from Catholic High will join the Southern University football program. He'll give us all the insight on those two student-athletes. Then, a wide receiver coach for Southern University, Coach Quentin Burrell, uh, he joins the Coles Brown Show uh, for the first time. And then last but not least, A.D. Willard Brown. That's the guest menu for February the 17th. What's trending on the show? Southern University basketball. Both women's and men's basketball team will do the Texas two-step. They're in Texas this weekend, and they have two important conference basketball games. Also, congratulations, Southern University hires Toby Renz as the new head volleyball coach. An impressive resume. Uh, we'll talk about that, and we'll send an invite to coach to join the Colos Brown Show in the future. Also, Southern University baseball kicks off. Uh, Day, the opening day, baseball season in the Cactus Jack HBCU uh, Baseball Classic against Alcorn State. And then last but not least, Dr. Charles McClellan will join TNT and CBS, a preview of March Madness. Of course, Dr. McClellan is the NCAA Division I Men's Basketball Committee Chairman. So with that being said, that's what's trending on the Coles Brown Show. Uh, we'll bring in... I believe Coach Van Petaway. There we go, Coach <laughs> Coach Petaway. Good morning to you. Uh, down in uh, Louisiana, we have survived Mardi Gras. Whoa. A lot of food, a lot of festivities. Unbelievable. How you doing, right. Coach? It's a great time of the year to, in Louisiana. Uh, so I know you all had fun. Uh, Mardi Gras is always a... Uh, Everybody looks forward to Mardi Gras every year, so I know you guys are having fun. I know sometimes uh, it affects attendance because all the students want to go to Mardi Gras. Uh, because when we used to cook, when I was coaching, I I was love for it to be Mardi Gras because we would take that would take some of the fans out of the stands, not all of them, not all of them. So it's it's a great time uh, to explore the state of Louisiana. Uh, with that being said, I guess we can see if we can uh, introduce uh, Charles Etman of the Alcorn State Radio Network. There, there, he, there he is. Charles, good morning to you, sir. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We'll get right into it, Charles. Uh, uh, basketball, the heat of the, the conference race on the men's side, Southern, Southern University is in first place. But as Coach Petaway told me, I should be very happy, and I am. However, however, the Texas two-step, now everyone is gunning at you. Southern University on the men's side have done a great job without their leading score. And everyone keeps asking me, what is the deal? I don't know. But Southern University men's basketball team now on a six-game winning streak. And uh, Demasi, to me, is the MVP. Coach Petaway and Charles. Here's a guy that will give you a good assist. He, he runs the floor. He's a general. He gets everybody involved. And then he can also hit a big shot or two when um, called on. Then on the women's side, Jackson State. Now, look, I got to eat crow. I predicted last week. That, <laughs> but did I know that uh, Green, their leading scorer, would not play until Jackson State spanks UAPB? I was dead wrong. Shows you 
that sometimes predictions are just that. They don't come true. But anyway, me and the win, uh, women's in the basketball conference race. What say you, Coach Petaway? Well, on the women's side, I'm going to be honest. I, I think everybody's fighting for a second. The, the other seeds, I think the number one seed going to end up being Jackson State. Uh, I think that's what Charles, a three-game lead. So, And I, I just don't see them losing that many games unless they have a, a, just a complete uh, total breakdown. And I don't see that mm-hmm. coming. But they've played well. And the team that I thought that was going to give them a fight was Arkansas Pine Bluff. And, and you know, they had mm-hmm. them at their place. And if Jackson can go in there and play as dominant as they did, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough for somebody to take those ladies down. And so when, when you look at that Gramlin and Arkansas Pine Bluff at eight and three, everybody else is playing for two through eight. That That's the way I see it. And then when you look down at the bottom, Prairie View, Alabama A&M, Bethune-Cookman, they're all there at five and six. That's just a big battle, y'all. That's just a big battle for them to come out in terms of seeding. I absolutely agree, Coach Petaway. And, you know, I, I previewed that that Jackson UAPB women's game was maybe the game of the year at the time on the women's side. UAPB was without two players. Zay Green was injured. Um, they were out another player. And yet Jackson State took full advantage. And, yes, it is a race for second place, two through eight. <clears throat> There's no question that Jackson State is the best team on the women's side. And, Carlos, you talk about eating crow. I think we can we can bring some receipts into this conversation. <laughs> Remember back when Coach Kevin Johnson was hired? Remember what I said? Well, maybe there's a little bit of slippage in the program. Year one, got to get acclimated. I say they would be a six seed. I said they would be a six seed. Look at where they are. Was mm. I dead wrong? Yeah. And they went over all corn. Look, you're without the top score in the conference. Don't know. I mean, he played 20 minutes right here and had 20 points mm-hmm. in the first 20 minutes. And yet Diamasi stepped up. You talked about what he's done. He hit the shot of the year, I think, for Southern right here. Big three to help pull that game out. So I, I think Southern University is in a nice little space right now. They're hot. And right now, it's, I think it's their race now. They still got to play Grambling one more time, if I'm not mistaken. And that's mm-hmm. going to be – that will probably determine the regular season title, the way it's going. Now, Texas Southern kind of in and out, up and down a little bit. But I think it's – I think it's a two-horse race right now. You know, Texas Southern. But Bethune Cookman is probably the surprise team on the men's side as well. They're yep. right here today. Yep. Um, they've had five games decided by six points or less. They won some. They've lost some. So they could be in a better position. But right now, Southern University is definitely catching my attention. And they are the team right now gaining confidence with a first-year head coach, new staff, new players, different players, different pieces. You're without your top scorer. And yet you still find a way. And that's what good teams do. Well, right. Coach, and Coach then Carlos, like, like in Southern's case, uh-huh. yeah, Joseph is not there. But but what, what you're doing, you, you remember I said this at the beginning of the year after a couple of games, I said the Southern had a lot of depth. And see, that's mm-hmm. showing. They're, they're, you know, their bench, their bench has been, been able to help that team all year. And then when Joseph, mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason, most of the time this is a disciplinary thing. And Coach Johnson mm-hmm. just hadn't, you know, elaborated on it. A lot of times, you know, kids get the big head. I'm not saying that's what has happened. Or a lot of times they have conduct that's detrimental to the team. And we as coaches, we we have to jump on that. And if that's the case, Coach Johnson mm-hmm. has done that. But this is what it also does, helps. 
if this is the case with Joseph, it is showing him that, that the team can win without him. Mm -hmm. So that ought to help him in his recovery process because now he says, hey, I need, I want to be a part of this. So I'm going to do whatever it takes for me to get back. But Coach Johnson is doing an outstanding job. He's not making excuses. He's just going out there playing, man. And on the defensive end of the floor, they just do so many different things that that's what has helped them uh, with this winning streak. That's what's helped them to be in first place because they, they defensively, they they throw you off. They, they get you out of your rhythm because of the different things they do. And then, Charles, to piggyback on what you said about Bethune-Cookman, man, I, I just love the way they play, man. They they really they really do a lot of things. Uh, with that one game that they had here, uh, I, I don't think uh, – they didn't play their best basketball. But I'm going to tell you what, man. When I watched them, I watched them the other night, they get after people, man, especially at home. That that's a that's a hard out to beat them at home now because mm -hmm. they have they have a a home court advantage. It seems as if that that team doesn't give up when they're at home on the men's side. So you got to be ready for them. You got to be ready for Bethune Cookman down the stretch. And and then, Carlos, I'm I'm impressed with you know with Kevin Johnson's demeanor on the sideline. Yep. You know you talk about and Coach Petaway knows players are a reflection of the coach. Got a chance to see Coach Johnson on the sideline when he was here, calm. You know, and I don't know if that's what he really is, but he was calm and we kept coming at him and he was calmly making the substitutions. And I think Southern played with a lot of poise. I think Coach Johnson pretty poised on the sideline. So, you know, we know the previous coach was fire and brimstone. We know that. But Coach mm -hmm. Johnson, that's the opposite. And I think his team plays that way. The confidence they had in non-conference, I think that's kind of carried over into conference. You know, they blew the game at Bethune-Cookman, but yet they get right off the mat. And you see they're on this six-game winning streak and a nice little run. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the interesting thing is, um, and, and you mentioned it may come down to uh, Southern and Grambling State. But, you know, you, you know I, I'm going to take the, the road that you got to win it one game at a time. Oh, and, yeah. and, tr and trust me, you don't think Texas Southern Prairie View will be ready for this Saturday and Monday. So I, I take a look at it one, one game at a time. And, and to your point, Coach Johnson, he really can coach. You see adjustments. Yeah, the team takes on the attributes of the coach as well. And then, too, someone brought it up to me. This time last year and the year before that, Southern was in first place. And then what happened? They crashed. So, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy where they're at. They're in first place. But they've got to continue to be focused and keep the foot on the pedal and get it done. On the women's side, FAMU, let's give them some credit. They're playing very well. First-year coach, they're getting it done. Watch out for them. So when we look at it, as we stated before, it's going to come down to perhaps the last playing date on at least – on the men's side, and then on right. the women's side, you're right. It's for second and third. But, uh, hey, hats off to JSU. They continuously get it done with Coach Reed. Right, and she's got a veteran ball club. When you look at her roster, th those ladies have been together for three or four years, uh, Charles. They, you know that? And then, you know, with COVID, some of them, those ladies will get a chance maybe to even have another year. So that that's why uh, experience really helps. And, and, you know, those kids have that championship DNA, and it's really showing. And, and 
they're in a good position right now because you, you're talking about they've 11 games. You only got what eight, uh, seven, eight more games to go. And you got a three game lead. Uh, that's almost a wrap in terms of first place. And I think that the big thing everybody's going to be looking for to see if they can run the table. Mm. That, that, that's the big thing that's left for Jackson, because what you want to do at this time of the year, this is when you want to start making sure that you, that you're peaking at the right time, that you, 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 Everything is rolling toward that tournament. See, they don't want to have that upset like it happened last year in, in the tournament. So they, they got to start that process now of going down the stretch game by game, getting something out of each game so you build that momentum toward the tournament. Yeah. I, I, I think two points with that, Coach. You know, Jax has been through this before. We know that. We know the ultimate goal for them. The regular season's great. They're going to hang another banner. They've done that. But getting it done in March, where all the spotlight is, yep. you know what happened against Southern University in the tournament, and all the great things they did in regular season. No one talked about that. Everyone talked about the the, the game winning shot that Southern had, and they went to the big dance. So I think they're hungry to get over that to get over that hump. But we've also talked about, to me, when you're talking about regular season and running the table and have everything going your way, and then you get into the tournament, and things don't go your way. What happens? You get sidetracked, you get sideswiped, and the next thing you know, it's over. And yep. so I think, you know, I know you want to win every game, and, and your goal is to dominate, like Landon Bussey says, dominate, dominate. But a hiccup along the way, especially the last three or four, five, six games, we got seven games left, you know, a hiccup ain't a bad thing because right. now you want to test your team to see what they're about because in the tournament, if you don't get it done, your season's over, WNIT, maybe, maybe not. So, you know, you, you're not saying you're trying to lose games, but a hiccup here or there is not a bad thing because Jackson State really, other than the Southern game, Southern, yep. they were down yep. double digits. That was the one hiccup. Another one along the way, you know, they come here next Saturday. Um, I think another hiccup wouldn't be a bad thing just to test their medal again as you try to ramp it up going into the postseason, into the SWAC right. tournament. Right, but mm. you need those close games because that, that most tournament games are close games. Yeah, you have very you have very few uh, <clears throat> blowouts, and <clears throat> you want your team to be able to face adversity and see them come out on top. So that that Southern game so far in the conference has been the only game where they've really been tested. Yeah, mm. and, and you know, Coach, we talked about it last year, and, and some of the people in the chat room say, "Go ahead and say it, Carlos." When you look at it. The previous time that they faced them, they win in the swag basketball tournament. Up by 15, 17, then they lose that ball game. We'll just put it out there. Southern likes to match up with Jackson State women. Now, someone said, well, no, they're not intimidating. No, they're not. You know, we give credit where credit's due. But we also said they may perhaps meet again. And Southern, uh, you know, sometimes matchups are just that. Yeah. Southern yep. matches up well with Jackson State, at least the last couple of basketball games that they face each other. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if they meet again. Will it still be that type of basketball game, like the two previous games? I, I look forward to it, guys, if that's the case. Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, it, right now, I mean, Jackson State, the one seed, you know, Southern right now is kind of in the middle of the bracket, seven and four, Prairie View, six mm -hmm. and five. 
Um, I could see Southern maybe getting to a three, maybe taking on Bethune-Cookman. So, I mean, back right now, I mean, you got a lot of games left. But right now, that looks like a finals matchup if it happens, maybe a semifinal matchup. But, you know, you know Southern's got some work to do, too, as well as, as they try to move up in the bracket. But, you know, I look at Jackson State's team, Coach Petaway. To me, they're the, they are one of the deeper teams, JSU teams that we've seen. You know, it was Amisha Williams holiday and everybody else. Right. But Jackson's got a bunch of pieces. you got Avent, the Texas Southern transfer, who's a volume scorer. They've got height. They've got they've got every position too deep covered. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, you know, there's not just one person. They got a right. bunch of good pieces that that are fitting with every game and every win. And that's what makes them, I think, even tougher because they can come at you from eight different directions as compared to maybe one or two in years past. Right. See, in the years past, <clears throat> they were primary uh, inside uh, first team. And now, mm-hmm. man, they can get you from any angle, man. Yeah. You talking about Crump and all those those ladies that have been there for a while. Crump is one of the best athletes in this league, man. And then so mm-hmm. so they they can get you on the defensive end of the floor and the offensive end of the floor. And they they are extremely athletic. So I like that makeup of that team. And barring any major injuries, I, I just think that they they're gonna sew up that that uh, regular season championship. And then I'm like you all. I'm looking to see if they can do the same thing in the tournament. It will be interesting. Last week, uh, Southern over uh, Coach Pettaway's team on, on yep. the women's side, 67-60. to 60. Um, Jaguar shot 41% from the field, uh, 50% from beyond the arc, which is a, a, a big improvement to, to me. And then 11-14 uh, from the charity stripe. So, they take care of Alabama AM. Then Monday night, last Monday night, 79 to 63 over Alabama State. So they serve home. They get it done. They shoot 47% from the field. They get it done. Uh Genovia Johnson, 23 points, and Taylor Williams with 14. On the men's side, and again, I, you know, everyone keeps asking me, what is the situation with T. Joseph? No official statement has been made. So it just leads me to to come to this conclusion. It is a, a disciplinary action. Um, I is not the most important point on the team. I understand some Southern Knights are concerned. You're, you're, you're losing about 20 points a game. But guess what? They were able to overcome that. They're playing better as a team. Good ball movement, good coaching, and good adjustment by the coaches and the coaching staff and and the players. So, on the men's side, as we pull it up, Alabama State, of course. Well, that's the wrong score. So you mean the Southern and the, and the A&M score was six, 69 to 62. You know you all beat us. You know you're not going to forget <laughs> the You know you beat no, us. No, no, no. no, 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 no you put no, wait, my page, my, my, my page got slipped up on me. Okay, here we go. Yeah, sixty-nine to sixty-two, Southern University over Alabama and them. And, and both of these games, it's not like they were blowouts. They had to really earn it. Um, Jaguars only shot thirty-three percent from the field. Leading the way was Brandon Davis with twenty points, and then. Uh, the Monday night, which you know, Saturday and Mondays, uh, uh, 73 to 62 victory over Alabama State. 
leading the way for the Jaguars was Derek Casino with 13, 19 points, and Brandon Davis with 18 points. Uh, Demasi, 10 points, 12 assists, getting it done. The That's Avery game. Johnson territory when you start talking about 12 assists. And all that. That's Avery Johnson territory now. Right. And uh, assist to turnover. Very good. Had four turnovers, but um, to me, he's MVP of this basketball team to me. He is the floor general. Right. I, I won't call him the little general like Avery because yeah. he's 64. <laughs> yeah. But um, he has done a fabulous job, and they'll need to continue to play well. In the Texas two-step. Yep. Purview and TSU. TSU Monday Purview. Saturday, wow! I I think they're gonna get their their, their best shots. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna prayer you playing at home. You know they're gonna play hard. So and and they like playing against Southern for some reason. So you they got to Coach Johnson got to have them ready. I, I'm quite sure he knows the history, so he'll probably he'll have them ready to play. He'll have them ready to play, and they just got to go in there and do what they've been doing these last six games. Play like that. Play lights out. Do it on the defensive end. Mix it up. Uh, make make prayer if you go into their bench because they don't their bench is not as deep as Southern, mm-hmm. so that's where that's what it's going to come down to. Coach, Coach Pettaway, I got to ask you one question about if we look at these standings and it's a bunch of road games left. I don't know if you all paid attention to it, but the road teams in the Southwestern Athletic Conference are flat out getting it done. Mm-hmm. I, I broke it down the other day. I mean, we've lost three games at home. Uh, but Bill Cookman's lost two. Jackson has lost two. What's going on, Coach Petaway, in your opinion, as to why is it that teams in our league this year are struggling at home? Now, I asked Landon Bussey about it last week, and he believes the non-conference schedule teams used to playing away from home, being on the road, being comfortable. He believes that's a huge factor hmm. in the success of the road teams in this league. Right? You know, we could be in the thick of the race, but we've blown three games here at home including Southern, Grambling, and, of course, Texas Southern, the top three teams. But in your opinion, Coach, why is it this year we're seeing the road teams in this league flat out get it done in this league this year? Well, Charles, a lot of times when you're on the road, it's just you and the people that are in that traveling party. It's, yeah. it's us against the world. The world. That, yep. That's the mentality that, that you have uh, as a group. And then at home, there's so many distractions. You know, you got classes, you got – you got you got your classmate, you got your your social life, you got all these different things that come into play. And when you're on the road, no, we as coaches, we can do a better job of monitoring what's going on because you're in a hotel. We we can sit in the hall, we can do everything, we can do our study halls. We got you 100 percent when you're on the road. And so mm-hmm. a lot of times that comes into play. You're more focused, you're yeah. more focused, you're more geared. To uh to taking care of the task that's at hand, and that's that's why a lot of times coaches feel like their teams play better on the road, even though you might not win all the time, but you know the focus is there because you have eliminated all the other distractions that you could have being at home, yeah. and then a lot of times at home, your team some teams take the mentality, oh we at home we gonna win anyway, hmm. and whereas on the road that you know they're a little more poised, they know that they got to pull it together or be together in order to win on the road. And and in a lot of kids, you know, some athletes now, they like to perform on the road so they can shut up the home crowd. <laughs> they, they like that. I've had a couple of players like that. 
They yeah. enjoy being on the road to see that crowd sit on their hands. That that yeah. away crowd, that away crowd to sit on the hands. So mm -hmm. I, I think that I think that's what's happening. And Coach Bus is right that the, all those non-conference games in the preseason. That's when your team has your best focus. That's when you have their attention because you don't have to compete against anything else. Yeah. It's a yeah. controlled environment. Yes. Uh, uh, per, per se. Yep. Us against the world. And uh, Charles, Grambling State, three home losses. Yes. Yes. Now, so, you know, and, and the recipe has always been win at home. Split on the road. Yep. Road. So, yep. Um, very interesting. I, I I think I won't say this is something that's trending that will happen year in year out. I think it's just this year, right? Right. Is it, it may be the exception to the rule, right? I think it'll it'll, it'll flip it'll flip because teams mm -hmm. are they'll look at it just like Charles just broke it down. Trust me, these coaches gonna break it down and they will look and say, "Hey, man, look how many teams won uh, lost at home this year." So so they'll be putting more emphasis on trying to turn that around. And see Carlos like one of the road wins for the board for AM. They go in the Gramlin. They yep. play you all close. Mm -hmm. Then go in the Gramlin and beat them. And nobody expected that, especially nope. after losing that Southern. Yeah. But you know, Gramlin at home, kids uh not on point. Because mm -hmm. from the start of that game, Alabama AM put their foot down. Yeah. You know, and and you know, they took that game from the the, the opening tilt. Both teams were sluggish at first. And then a and just took off with it. Mm -hmm. And they well, survived. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make an excuse, Coach, for Grambling, my alma mater. Uh-oh, here we go. I knew it was going to be an excuse. Make an excuse. <laughs> it is gonna, it's, excuses are for those who make them. That's what someone told me once. Excuses Mardi Gras. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, so Grambling. that guy said that? Uh, <laughs> give that name out. Grambling had a bad loss to UAPB so they're at home. So they're ticked off about that. Then they got to hop on a plane and go to New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Play Graham, does play Jackson State in that classic. They play well, win that game. They leave New Jersey. They fly into New Orleans. They bust it three hours here. They play off the charts here. Okay? So that, that's a tough stretch right there. Yep. Then they come home. Yeah, they handle Alabama State. And maybe, again, it's an excuse, probably. But maybe they were just so high off that stretch, which they played well and won, that they took Alabama AM for granted. And AM yep. probably saw that, seized the opportunity, and blew the doors off of it. That's my that's my only rationale for that, because that's one of the more shocking losses right. of the season on the men's side. Yeah, the men's in my side. Absolutely. Yep. Well, I'm gonna give Alabama AM credit. Yeah. Well, let's give them credit. They got yes. it, they got it done. And for that one, if we allow that excuse, then what about the, the other two losses they had at home? And then yeah. it could have been another one, could have, would have, should have, when Southern's up by 17 and they lose by 17. Wow. And that was with T. Joseph also playing. I don't know. I don't know. Just it, It's just weird sometimes how these things happen. Let me take a timeout. We're overdue uh, when we come back. Ah, uh, Southern defeats Alcorn in the Cactus Jack HBCU Baseball Classic. Got it off. Alcorn State looks to be improving uh, to me. But Southern was a better team yesterday. Only used two pitchers. When we come back, it'll be more of the Coles Brown Show right here 
on the Black College Sports Network. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational. Powerhouse, intelligent and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K E A V E R S V O I C E dot com. Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice dot com. Always on, all the time. Nope. Nope. Come on, him. Ooh, I like him. The Quicker Picker-Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the Quicker Picker-Upper. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Welcome back. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. You know, guys, we got to get Melody, the producer of the show, down for Mardi Gras. We got to give her the king cake and all of the good food and get her down. Charles, we'll, we'll, we'll have to make that happen for next year. We definitely will. <laughs> Once she gets down there, she, she may not want to leave. Yeah, it's not for the faint of heart, you know. Yeah, hey, uh, but um, it is a festive time of year. Uh, hey, 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 Carlos, do you know yes, that uh, we have not talked about your Miami Heat for a while, and well, I know that you're upset. I know you're upset. Because the deadline has gone, and you know you didn't, you did not like what you saw. I, I understand that, I understand that. But you know, for the last three weeks, we've been trying to figure out who are the top five teams in the NBA. And unfortunately, now you know your Heat is not in that group. They're not even in the top fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> but but guess what, Coach Petaway? Two big victories. They blew out Milwaukee the other night. Oh boy, yeah. can. can, can can we talk about Doc? I, you, you know, I, I, I don't know. Uh, Coach Griffin got let go. Not Doc Rivers in. That, you know what? And I still say it was a conspiracy that Damian Lillard is not at Miami. But guess what? Now they're saying Milwaukee is just not good defensively. And the stats bear it out. My top team. Boston, number one, as much as I hate to admit it. And then I'm looking at the Young Bloods. OKC. Yes, sir. Probably third, maybe, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Outstanding. Yep. Pat Riley, I know. (laughs) Wouldn't you like that young star for uh, Timberwolves? And, of course, you you got Denver, the defending champions. So, uh, Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> Carrie says, <laughs> "Oh boy, Doc Rivers. Doc is not the not answer. The no, he but, is not." But but Carlos and, and Coach Petaway, if I, and I don't know who is the answer when it comes to coaching. Okay, look at what the Bucks have been through in terms of coaches. Coaches. Who is the answer? And not just for Milwaukee, but for a lot of these other teams. Right. Who's the best coach in L.A. for the Lakers and LeBron? You know, is it Darvin Ham? I mean, I'm having an issue with coaches getting fired. Adrian Griffin should not have been fired, in my opinion. He's one of the best teams in the league. Was it Giannis? Was it conspiracy? Like, are these coaches really being listened to by these players? I mean – are the players running the show? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yep. And so if that's the case, then what does Giannis want as a coach? What does LeBron want as a coach? There's only one organization that has that stability, and that's your Miami Heat. If you don't listen to Spo, if you don't listen to Spo and Pat Riley are on the screen. Pat Riley. That's right, Pat Riley. The yeah, Godfather. absolutely. That's yeah. one coach that I think players in that organization are listening to, even though there's talk of, it's time to move on from Jimmy Butler, put him in a better situation, whatever. That's been that's out there. Shame but, on I mean, how many of these coaches are really just being listened to? Maybe the coach at Denver because they won the championship, but 
I'm just beginning to get a little bit perturbed that coaches being let go at a snap of a finger because a star or two wants him gone. And then what, what do you have to respond to that? I like Doc Rivers, great analyst, but Doc has not gotten it done with the, with, you know, the Clippers, Philly. I don't know. I'm just wondering what these NBA players really want in a coach. Right. And see, and that's a trickle down effect. <clears throat> what you see in the NBA, it's happened for a certain degree and a certain degree on the collegiate level, you got star players of, uh, you know, they don't listen to the coaches. And so when they leave college, they get to the NBA, they have that same mentality. And then if they end up being a star, then you see what you see now, where the the, the, the players are determining who coaches the team. But now we'll go back two or three years ago, or it might be more than that now. What did Kyrie say? What did Kyrie and, and uh, Durant say? They didn't need a coach. They didn't need a coach, remember? So, so yeah. you can see that the value of, of – of a good coach, man, that is diminishing, man, because of the mentality of the players. That because of the mentality of the players, and it's not just happening in, on the collegiate level. It's not just happening in the NBA. I've seen it in high school, man. Mm -hmm. Some of these these high school kids are prima donnas. They don't want to play. They that's why they end up at these prep schools because they don't get the parents don't get what they want from that high school. Man, it's all over the place. So. Somebody has to put their foot down. You, and maybe you, with NIL in college, Carlos, these, these kids are getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. And if you're shelling out that kind of money, if you're a booster, if you're a part of a collective and you don't want that coach, hey, mm -hmm. if you're a big-time school that can buy that coach out and start over, keep that kid, that might be, that might be the trickle-down effect too. Well, I'll go back a little further. You can go back to uh, the Lakers and Magic Johnson. It's just, just not yeah. just start happening now. It's always yeah. been that way. Yeah, it has always been been that way. And and as Coach Petterway said, you see it on the high school level. I, I work in the educational system. You even see it <laughs> in elementary school. You 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 really do. And the genie's been let out of the bottle. Now, I know on one side of the argument, they will say, guys, that a student athlete has made millions of dollars for these universities. So they should get, you know, paid in the NIL. But, boy, it's still the haves and the have-nots. Right. And and when we go back to what you guys were saying about, man, it, it, it's just a different day. I kind of like the old school way of doing things. You know, but even no. when we look at football, yeah, it, it's gone. That's why, uh, to me, it's kind of refreshing that Coach Graves, who's come on this show a couple of times, he gets it. He does it the old school way. Right. And I think you have to have that foundation, that old school. Yeah, I know things are different. You got to have a little bit of the new way of, of doing things. But you got to have that balance as well. But um I don't know. In, in in the NBA, yeah, they 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 run it. Right. The, the the star players, and then and someone would say, well, what about the role players? You know, in, in the NBA, I, I still think they're important. They are very important. But you can't win without the role players. Yeah. All the star all the star athletes they need role players. A championship team <clears throat> needs a bunch of stars, but they got a star in their role. The role that they have for that different team 
that's where they have to be a star in. But you yeah. got to have the role players, man. That's you're not gonna have a team. And then, and, and then, then to your point, you looked at what you said earlier about about Southern University. You know, a lot of people concerned. I guess rightfully so. I'm not as concerned because hey, they're winning. But but I see ball movement. I saw it with Joseph there, but now you see it even more. But those players who have bought into what Coach Johnson is doing, that is refreshing to me. It's just refreshing. And, hey, we'll see how the rest of the conference season uh, goes. But, man, if you're talking about if you – and I know Coach of the Year, that goes to the team that wins it all. But if I had a vote, and if I had to vote right now, yeah, say I have the blue and gold glasses on. I think Coach Johnson has done an outstanding job. And I think the best is yet to come. Right. Yeah. I agree he, with Carlos. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Charles. I'm sorry, Coach, but I'm just saying he's got – right now he's in a good rhythm. I think that's the best way to put it. He's in a really good rhythm. And, hey, I was dead wrong, at least to this point. You know, the, the squashing of the theory of you got to play your way into it. It takes a year to get your feet up under you. You know, Coach Johnson right now with some different pieces, and he's getting it done right now. Now, we'll add a little caveat to it, Carlos. Oh, I knew right it was now, coming. Southern's playing well. It's mm-hmm. February. Black mm-hmm. tournament's in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. If Southern can get over that hump in the tournament, then we can really have a deep conversation. It's a great year. It's a good year so far. But if something happens and they stub their toe and one and done in the SWAC tournament, we're going to have the same conversation. I will say yes, because I think Coach Johnson is the right guy for the job. And I think over time he will continue to build it. But right now, but, you know, in fandom, it's about right now. It's not looking down the road. Right now, Southern's playing well. And right now, they are the best team in the conference. I put Grambling too, but Southern right now is number one. They've won some tough games. Grambling stubbed their toe against AM. So right now the standings reflect who they are. Southern's the best and Grambling uh second. And we'll see in the next week where they'll challenge Southern for the top. Right. Well, child, I'm gonna tell you what I'm looking for. I'm looking for Southern. I want to see them down the stretch. Because you know, for the last three or four years, in January, uh first the start of February, they've always done well and yeah. they faded down the stretch. But I'm looking for them to show me that they are who they are by winning down the stretch. If he can come out on top, uh, coming down the stretch, then I think they will have the momentum that they need going into the SWAC tournament. I think that I think that momentum will be there. But if they cannot prove that on the court this weekend going out to Texas, then, yeah, it's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. It well, will be a problem for them. Well, so that this, this, this trip is very important for some, for the men's side. It's very it, important for them. It, it is important. Um, I'm going to be facetious here. I, I, I think one of the reasons why they'll have some success because they have a new coach, <laughs> you know, and yep. then also expectations. I have to ask myself a brutally honest question. Let's say the scenario that Charles brings up, they stub their toe in the first round of the tournament. I will be disappointed, but then I go back and compare and contrast. And remember when we had Coach Johnson on? He said he wished they would have picked him last, opposed right. to last. They were picked six. So right now, so if they 
lose in the first round of the tournament and they say they finished second or third or lose the whole first in the, in the in the regular season, they would have exceeded my expectations. Would I be disappointed losing in the first round? Yes. But I still say the best is yet to come. He'll have a good year of recruiting. And I've seen some of the players he's offered already. What are some of the um, weaknesses they that they've had? Coach Johnson talked about free throw shooting, especially in the critical close games. That's so important, right, Coach and Charles? Yeah. Um, they're not overly big, but well, they're not big at all in, in, in the post. But they have tremendous guard play, and I think in college basketball, guard play is so crucial, and they've had that. And then third. They, so far to me, that didn't finish a couple of games, but through Cookman at Graham, et cetera, et cetera. But they've been the most consistent so far. Do you agree or disagree, guys? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. There, there's no question about that. I mean, yep. you know, every team has their tests. And I think Southern, you know, they they lost to Grambling. That was a disconcerting loss for anyone that follows the swag, including one Carlos Brown. You're up. You're up 17, and you lose by 17. I mean, that's a 34-point swing. I mean, that would bother any coach, anybody. anybody that follows basketball. But I think Southern has been the model of consistency for the most part. They've had some really good wins, and I think that Jackson Alcorn swing, I saw him for, my, for, for the first time in my own eyes, and I just see a team that looks really confident, looks very poised, and, and knowing what's going on out there, especially on the road. So I think Southern right now is in, a, like I said, Southern's in a good space right now. But there's still seven games left. Um, you want to stay above water, keep the truck in the middle of the road. You control the regular season, and so you know there're going to be some teams coming at you. I mean, there's no question the Texas wing. And look, you're you're talking about Grambling that second. You're talking about Alcorn right now. We're we're fighting like heck, you know. And we lost three at home and. You know, we, we got a lot of things we're still trying to figure out. Defensively, we're a little bit better the last two games, but we got to continue to get better. And Landon Bussey is pressing upon these guys to continue to push because we're in a different space. I think Southern's in a different space. Southern's used to being in the middle. They're kind of at the top. We're used to being at the top. The top and right. we're, we're fighting to get in the top eight. I mean, if we don't win these two games at home, it's, it's, it's going to be a – you know, I think we're going to get in. Very disappointing, you know, Charles. We got two on the road. I think we'll be fine, but not to Landon Bussey's liking. I just talked with him an hour ago, and I'm telling you, he's not happy because we've lost three at home. He should and be, Charles. He, he should, should yeah, be. He is not happy. He's, he's grouchy. I and, think they're uh, the most – Charles, I will say this, and, and people in the chat room, to me, Alcorn has been the – if we have to – you know, we give the flowers to everyone who's done well, but I would think Alcorn has been the most disappointing. Team on the on the men's side, I, I yeah. think that's debatable. Yeah, well, I, I will say this quickly. I know we're kind of pressed on time, but this is kind of a new team. He's got three brand new assistants to start. He's been here four years. He's had three different groups of assistants. Number yeah. one, Landon Bussy relies on the transfer portal. The transfer portal giveth, and, and we away. won based on the transfer portal. But this year, the transfer portal has taken away from us. We lost two great scores in Dominique Bruton, who was one of the best players coming off the bench in the league last year. He transferred to Cal State Fullerton. Another kid, Keandre Montgomery, who was a top scorer in this conference when he started. 
there were problems there. He transferred uh, to Tougaloo. Those mm-hmm. two, between those two, would give you at least 35 a game. So offensively, we're not the same. Defensively, we're not the same. And so Landon Bussey's had to really work, work hard to really enforce this defensive mindset. So it's been different, but it's been disappointing. There's no question about it. And he's disappointed. And I, I'm going to say this. Alcorn could be the T issue of 2024. Remember Texas Southern? Made that they up to get yep. in the tournament last year, and they got in the tournament and won the whole thing. I think we could be that team. Now, I think we're going to be in. I think we could be a six seed, maybe a five seed if things continue, maybe push for four. But I mm-hmm. think our best basketball is still ahead of us in the most important time in March in Birmingham. Now, we haven't gotten it done in the tournament. Obviously, Texas Southern has been in our way. But I think this team will gel in the next few weeks when everyone's going to be looking at SWAC basketball. Right. We're currently uh, Alcorn's in seventh place, and you got Arkansas, Pine Bluff, Prairie View, and Alabama A&M all at five, five and six. All three of those teams are fighting just to get in the tournament. Right. So they're fighting to be the number eight seed. Yeah. Alcorn, I'm like you, Charles, they're in a pretty decent sit- uh, position right now at six and five, so they can move up as far as fifth. You yeah. know, in, in the next couple of weeks. So there's a lot of basketball games to be played, but those three teams mm-hmm. at the bottom, Prairie View, Arkansas Pine Bluff, and Alabama AM, man, they got to get it in the next two weeks, man. They they, they if they want to make the tournament, they got to play like it. They got to play like that. And then when you look at a team like Prairie View, who is also one of the teams that, mm-hmm. that is used to being at the top, that that's why this is a crucial weekend. And I know Coach Smith sees it that way. That's why it's going to be tough on the Jaguars today uh, to go out to Prairie View because they're fighting because Prairie PV is fighting to get in the tournament. Right. And, and that game, too, that's a lot on the line now. That That's why I said, I, 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 you know, I, I'm always concerned. That's why I said the Texas Suicep, it, it, it's going to be tough. Um, yeah, I got a text message. Also, Southern and rebounding. They could improve in that as well. Yeah, uh, I want to mention that, but um, I don't know. Very convincing, Charles and Coach Petaway, but somehow I'm just not convinced. A hundred percent about all corn. Well, well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add another little caveat. Last, now, you can't discount any game, but the way the swag format is and scheduling, some teams are only gonna play one time, right? Right. There are four game. There are four teams you're gonna see once. Last mm-hmm. year, we were three and one against those teams that we saw one time. We beat Grambling, we lost to Southern, we beat Alabama State and AM. This year, we're one and three against those teams. The only team we beat was AM. Coach Petaway was there, and we were lucky <laughs> to get out of Huntsville with that one. Right. So, those, those three losses are huge. We lost to TSU. Okay, that's one that's mm-hmm. out of that. We play them twice, but we lost to Grambling and Southern. That hurts. Yeah. That's going to prevent us from moving up too far up the ladder. That's why I said a four or five, because we don't have the tiebreaker on those teams that we play once. And we, and we hope those teams stumble like a Southern or Grambling could happen. Probably not. So I think that's, that's, that's another piece too. But I think this, I think for all corn, I think our best basketball is still yet to be played. I think we're going to be tested today with Bethune Cookman. Reggie Theus is doing a really good job. Yeah. We got to get this one if we want to hope to move up. If not, we're going to be sitting right in the middle of the quagmire and we're hoping for some other stuff to happen, and we got to pick ourselves up off the deck. Um, Four or five minutes left, and um, Charles and Coach Petterway, 
Uh, we'll have to get ready for that broadcast. So we appreciate them coming on. Um, games to watch for both today and Monday. And um, I, I bought, I'm taking a peek in the chat room and that great discussion as, as usual. Um, I, I, I still say, family women, that I'm giving them the special kudos. They're doing very good. They're moving up. I circle them, watch them as far as when the rest of the conference season and then in tournament action, they have really in, in, improved. Uh, UAPB women, we'll have to see their leading scorer. Um, their other injured player, will they come back? I still think they're tough. And then Grammar State women, of course, tough as well. And you notice Southern University, uh, they they have some work ahead of them, you know, for the women's side. But but a women's game that you're looking for this weekend and a men's game. Well, well, for me on, on the uh, for on the women's side, I'm more interested in what your Southern Jaguars going to do at a PV because mm -hmm. uh, you know normally on the women's side now, Coach Pugh has them ready to play when they when when she goes against Southern. Uh, that's on the women's side. On the men's side, here I got three games. I got mm -hmm. Bethune at all corners, a big game. I got Grambling. Are they for real? Are Grambling men for real? Because they go at the go into Texas Southern. And They're on the, the road. Game. Yep. And then the I game. They're on the road. Be <laughs> and the game hey, we've been talking about, Southern at PV. So on mm -hmm. the men's side, I have to take the three, uh, those three games. That That's what I'm looking. I'm looking at those results. Charles, and then we'll get in quickly. Um, about Dr. McClellan and um, being on a special with TNT Sports and uh, CBS Sports previewing March Madness. But, Charles? Uh, on the women's side, the one game is going to be intriguing to me. And we talked about FAMU. They got a player, Grizzle, who is one of the yeah. better players in this yep. conference. Yep. Grizzle, I mean, she, she just shot lights out against us when we went down there. She'll be here Monday night. I want to see how FAMU steps up in a big-time environment trying to knock off Jackson State. That's an interesting yeah. matchup for me. I think Jackson State will get it, but I want to see if Grizzle can continue to – I mean, she's averaging almost 30 a game, if I'm not mistaken, like 27 or 28 the last four games. I'm anxious to see what, what Grizzle's going to do. And then on the men's side, I'm anxious to see this Grambling-Texas Southern matchup, to see if Grambling can get off the deck and win at TSU. I mean, TSU still has a chance to regular the season. Um, I think the loser of this game probably isn't going to get there. I think the winner stays in the conversation. The loser of this game probably won't be won't win the regular season. Hope to stay in the top four. So that's one of the men's and women's matchups for me. Uh, both yep. uh, both of you guys have uh, excellent uh, choices on uh, the games. Um, Dr. McClellan, um, he's a chairman of the uh, NCAA basketball. Committee, he's going to join them on set. TNT Sports and CBS Sports. Um, that's a that's a great accomplishment, and Dr. McClellan has uh, earned that right. What are your thoughts on 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 that? I think it's great for the swag. It's it's great number one for him, but it's also it's great for the swag for him to be in that position. Uh, the only the only downside to that when they get ready to discuss swag team, he has to lead the room, but. Uh, yeah. Other than that, other than that, uh, I think it's a it's a great spotlight on the league that he's commissioner of. 
And for me, you know, I always like to follow the ebbs and flows of March Madness, where the swag fits in, play in 16 seed, whatever. I would like to see where we stand as a league right now with the non-conference wins and where this league stands. And I mm-hmm. think with this shot, I think it's a great idea because it kind of gives you a sneak peek in terms of what we could be looking at. I don't think much is going to change in terms of the SWAC seeding. I don't. Right. I've said it. November, December is where that's determined. We want a handful of games, yes, but not enough to move the needle to move up as far as a conference as a whole. So I think what you see today is probably the way it's going to be in March. Maybe move up a half a notch or maybe one slot. I, I, I don't see it, but it could happen. But it's a good way to see where we are right now. Because March Madness is is here. In another month, it'll be here. And I don't think much is going to change. So I'm, I'm glad we're able to get a sneak peek in terms of where the SWAC and the MEAC, if you follow HBCU, where they, where they will probably fall come March Madness. So I don't see much changing, but it's just good to see. Coach Petaway, I think they'll listen one day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, these non-conference games, all these money games, you say you have to do it. So that's where we are. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have some balance in it. Yeah. And if you don't, we will continue to have this conversation until we are ready to throw up. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's just, it is what it is, Coach. They yeah. know what has to be done. And they won't do it. They won't listen to you. They won't <laughs> listen to you. So, yeah, we got a few more victories, but we need a lot more. And we got to have better scheduling and balance. We've said that about 100,000 times over the last 20 years. Hopefully, it'll change. Don't see it. Nope. Don't see it. Well, on that note, guys, you have a great broadcast. We got A.D. Willow Brown uh, standing by. Also, uh, I'm scheduled to talk with Coach uh, Hudson Fuller. Uh, looking forward to that. And also Coach Quentin uh, Morrell. Uh, played at Notre Dame. Coached at Grambling State. Now the wide receiver coach at Southern University. So, uh, we'll talk about that. Guys, have a great broadcast. Uh, we'll, oh, yeah, last week, uh, Coach. I did it for you. For I you. did it for you. I did it in your answer, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, and, you know, Coach Petaway, uh, when the next contract comes up, I'll, I'll have to bring that up. We might have to put that not to do it. But, anyway, we'll, All right. <laughs> we'll appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you next week. All right, guys. All right. <laughs> We'll take a timeout when we come back. A.D. Willa Brown, we continue with the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. We're back. It's time for the 2024 Urban NerdCon. Join us in Atlanta, Georgia, April 26th through the 28th at the Cortland Grand Hotel. Special guests include Underworld creator Kevin Grievous, Gary Gray from Barely Odd Parents, from Nickelodeon, Giovanni Samuels, the Science Machine, Michael Green, the Sci-Fi Sisters, and from Spaceballs and Star Trek Voyager, Tim Russ. Hi, I'm Tim Russ. Join me April 26th through the 28th at the Cortland Grand Hotel in Atlanta, Georgia for the Urban Nerd Con. Our heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone con. I'll see you there. Live long and prosper. 
Visit TheUrbanNerdCon.net to get your buy one, get one free badges before the price increases. Remember, our heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone's con. See? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You there. This week's edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Yours truly, the Coles Brown, joined now by A.D. Willer Brown. Good afternoon, Willer. Don't tell me it's a snowstorm in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got about about three inches uh, between last night and this morning. So it's, 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 it's a little tough out there. Not too bad, yeah. though. Not too bad. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a Southern boy and uh, literally <laughs> geographically as well. And, uh, you know, snow is fine. We don't see it that much, but maybe five times in the last 11 years. Okay. That's a lot. And um, it's it's not a good thing driving here in Baton Rouge with, with <laughs> snow and everything. We're not accustomed to it. Um, but look. Willer, the um, shout out to uh, Southern Van and doing the Mardi Gras season. You got to be in great shape, I think, marching those parades. I did it years ago, hmm. but though, yeah, you know, Dr. Greg used to always say that he had the best conditioned student athletes <laughs> on <laughs> campus, and I'm thinking about those long parade routes. And uh, also, shout out to the Sonic Boom of the South. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with, with Usher doing the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, it, it shines a light on HBCU bands. So whichever mm-hmm. band is doing something in that way, we, we, we give them their accolades. Use really- all, the, all the flavor of the month. Hell, there's no ifs, ands, and buts about that. I'm glad to see that, you know, all of our different facets are getting prime time. You know, mm-hmm. administrators, our bands, our, you know, just our universities overall. And, uh, you know, we need to definitely take advantage of it while we can. Uh, you know, you never know how long these things are going to last. They kind of come and go in cycles. And while we would hope that, uh, you know, these things will be around to stay for a long time, uh, history tells us that, you know, it kind of ebbs and flows. So, you know, we need to definitely take advantage of it while we can. And, and you know, it, 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 the, the state of uh, HBCU athletics we, we also can look at, you know, this university as, as a whole. We, we've kind of talked a little bit, but others have done a much better job of talking about, you know, as far as funding and, and, and from a financial standpoint, what HBCUs are, are owed. And, you know, Willer, if, if that financially, if the university can get what they're owed, I, I think it would be tremendous, but then too, you would have to have a plan to make sure you take uh, advantage if you were to get that funding that was owed to you. Mm-hmm. And I, I've often stated that we've got to make sure that uh, HBCUs are still relevant. I still believe they're, no, I don't believe they still are relevant in this time mm-hmm. and are needed. And we just got to make sure that they're viable financially culturally all of those that they're in good shape four or five hundred years from now of course we'll we won't be around but uh, <laughs> you know we, we've got to make sure that they they that, that they're still here and viable and I, and I think our key is really sustainability Carlos you know mm-hmm. we get that influx of cash every now and then you know to be able to you know do a few things in the right now, you know, but our main thing on, on our level is sustainability. You know, how can you carry those gains over mm-hmm. and improve on it and, and keep building it up? You know, especially mm-hmm. as it pertains to athletics. You know, a lot of our schools are, you know, getting these windfalls, whether they're f- through uh, donations or what have you. Uh, very little of those dollars are going to athletics. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. athletics gets those dollars. You know, it, it, they have to utilize it in a way such, a, such that, you know, they're going to be able to sustain whatever gains are, are being put out there at that particular time. Yeah, and you're right because, you know, you see plans, you've seen some universities be able to do something from an athletic standpoint to upgrade, you know, the facilities. We've we've also talked about um, salaries, particularly Mm -hmm. position coaches, um, you know, coordinators, of course, head coaches, um, they're doing, they're doing better. Um, If you, and it's, I guess it's kind of putting you on the spot, but if you were at a such university and they get a windfall, 
you know, financially. Mm-hmm. And then we're talking about specifically uh, athletics. What what would be your plan to make sure that you can sustain the athletic department if you've gotten that 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 financial windfall? And that that would be, you know, that's 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 a tough nut to crack, Carlos. There's there's no doubt we'll about try. it. Yeah, try it, Willow. While part of me, while part of me would want to ensure that our coaches mm-hmm. are taken care of monetarily, uh, you know, not knowing whether or not that's gonna be able to be done in the long haul. I mean, you know, right off the bat, I think you 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 look at some type of bonus type situation, you know, for your coaches, that sort of thing, as opposed to trying to add on to their particular salaries. You know, you want to do something in the right now to uh, let them know that, you know, you appreciate Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Uh, The the other things that you can do that you don't have to really worry about sustainability is – you know, like infrastructure type things like locker rooms and, you know, uh, uh, facilities and and things of that nature. And uh, so, you know, while you want to take care of the coaches and, uh, you know, ensure that they are reaping some of that windfall because you know that uh, long term, you know, may not be something you're able to do uh, year in and year out. You know, you might want to look at it in terms of bonuses, that sort of thing. Uh, if you are supplementing those salaries, uh, you know, you want to make sure that you let the coaches know that, you know, hey, this will probably only be for maybe a two or three year period, you know, as the money runs out, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, other than that, Carlos, you know, if, if uh, you know, you can get with institution advancement, see how they are investing you know, their particular mm-hmm. doctor, that sort of thing, and, and see if it's feasible that athletics can, you know, piggyback on some of the things that, that they're doing, uh, you know, because obviously they're getting uh, funds on a, on a regular basis, and, you know, hopefully they probably have some mechanisms in place to, you know, kind of ensure that they're able to sustain some things. Uh, you know, endowments and things like that are, are big, but, you know, in order to reap a windfall from an endowment, uh, you know, you got to have a big endowment to, to begin with. So, you know, it's not something where you can throw a few thousand dollars into an endowment and then, just take the interest off the endowment every year. You know, if, if you're talking fifty, sixty thousand dollars, you're not really gonna move the needle that much, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you, you need some people in your corner that, you know, know how to do these things that, you know, are abreast at, you know, what it takes in order to make these kind of things happen and uh, that are willing to partner with you in terms of, you know, looking into different and creative ways to to get those things done. So we're kind of, you know, we've often talked about short-term goals and and, and long terms, and and you got to do a little bit of uh, both. And also when we're looking at what what can be done for, you know, more for the student athletes, you know, who you know, coming to get a degree and also 
uh, participating uh, from the athletic uh, standpoint. And then, um, you know, you have Title IX issues. Then you have um, the athletic programs that, quote, unquote, uh, financially, you know, they're not making any money, but, you know, you have costs. Mm-hmm. And so, it, it, you know, I, you know I, I try to understand. I understand it's, it, it, it's tough. It's tough. And so that partnership between the academic side and the athletic side, because, of course, it comes under the university, mm-hmm. they definitely have to communicate. They definitely have to have a plan and they definitely have to work together. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. You know, no doubt about that whatsoever. And, uh, you know, but, you know, from a, from our point of view, from an administrative mm-hmm. point, of view, like you said, you know, we got to make sure that we're doing things to enhance the student athlete experience. You know, whether we're putting more money in equipment and uniforms and, you know, things that the public sees, uh, but also things that the public doesn't see athletic Mm -hmm. trainers and, you know, strength and conditioning, uh, you know, uh, 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 nutrition, you know, that, that sort of thing, you know, we, we got to make sure that, that we're showing up things in in those areas, you know, while we look to improve what regular Joe Blow sees every time our kids take, take the floor, you know, we have to improve on the things that, uh, regular Joe Blow does not see, and uh, you know we we gotta we gotta take care of that. You know scholarships mm-hmm. gotta be you know where where mm-hmm. they need. You know there's no doubt about that, and uh, you know we we just gotta take care of those things, Carlos. As difficult as it may be, yeah. Because even uh, from uh, you know uh, traveling, you know the teams travel, mm-hmm. the itinerary, also. Mm-hmm. Um, the liability insurance mm-hmm. at the university that take out, I, you know, some of those things I didn't think about until a few years ago and, and, you know, had it explained to me and maybe mm-hmm. I need another refresher course, mm-hmm. but those, those are some of the things that, you know, Hey, you have to mm-hmm. uh, look at. And, you know, from my uh, standpoint, you know, sometimes I, I, I don't think of that. I have to pitch myself and remind me, remind myself that these are things that uh, you know administrators have to deal with mm-hmm. oh no doubt no doubt you know and when you when you talk about things like insurance that sort of thing you know you got to have partners partnerships with these uh you know health facilities hospitals you know th- things of that nature uh you know you you got to have good relationships you know with with your team doctors and you know, things things like that, and uh, you know, you gotta ensure that the kids are getting the best the best of care. You know, all mm-hmm. all around. You know, and we know now. You know, back when when we were coming up, or at least you know when I was active uh, uh, in the game. You know, we pretty much survived off of three square meals a day. Well, you know that ain't happening now. You know, these yeah, days, yeah. And every time you turn around, they're putting something in their mouth, that sort of thing. But, you know, they, they just need so much more now, mm-hmm. you know. So you've got to have the snacks available and, you know, all those all those kinds of things. And, you know, kids talk, Carlos. So, you know, they're, they're your biggest advocate or 
uh, could be your biggest headache, you know, mm-hmm. if they treat it right. Uh, you know, they're out there, they're talking about, you know, how well they're being treated. And the flip side of that is also the same. You know, if things aren't the way that they should be, then, you know, those kids are going out there, they're putting it on social media, you know, all that sort of thing and stuff. So, you know, they can they can help or hurt your program, you know, at the, at the click of a, a telephone or, or, you know, keypad or what have you. So, you know, you got to be, Got to be mindful about that. No doubt about it. Visiting with Willa Brown, A.D. Willa Brown. Uh, we're going to take a time out. And when we come back, it'll be more of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is always Ultra Thins reinvented with the always triple protection system. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster absorbs even more so you can feel dry and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvay. As technology continues to bring changes to the world of education, it's time we also reimagine teacher professional development. Gone are the days of one-size-fits-all learning that can only be accessed at a specific time and place. The Stride PD Center is an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that allow educators to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. The best professional development plans are those that include a level of flexibility and choice for educators. Whether you're a teacher, school, or district, visit us today to take charge of your learning. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
Welcome back to this week's edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Uh, we're going to be joined now by Coach Hudson Fuller, uh, head football coach at Catholic High School. There he is, Coach Fuller. Good afternoon to you, sir. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, it's your second stint. Uh, I was looking at, at your bio at Catholic High. Uh, previously offensive coordinator, 2017 to 2019. And uh, congratulations on a uh, state championship this past football season. Uh, talk about uh, what it means to be back at Catholic High School. Yeah, uh, really, it's, it's just an honor to be in the position I'm in. Uh, it's, a, it's a place that uh, just has great values, you know, and and to be a part of it and try to represent those values in, in a in a positive way is something that uh, you know I, I take real seriously. Um, you know, a lot of people that support the program uh, and and a, an expectation of excellence, which I, which I really enjoy. So I'm uh, you know excited about uh, being here and, and the future that we have. Yeah, well, once again, congratulations, uh, boy! Got a chance to see uh, Catholic High School via television. Uh, this past season, outstanding season. Um, two players that will be uh, furthering their careers at uh, Southern University, uh, Barry Remo II, a running back, and Jalen Wood. I know you can talk about them and tell us, give us some insight. What is Southern University uh, getting from these two student athletes into their program? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously they're great football players. You know, and I, I think they they uh, wouldn't be getting the opportunity if they weren't. Uh, but the biggest thing is their, their character and the people that they are. Uh, both of them are on our leadership council on our team, which is a, a highly selective process. Uh, and and uh, Jalen was uh, awarded our captain award this year. So, uh, you know, I'd say that's the biggest thing is uh, they're going to bring uh, just a, a positive addition to that team's culture uh, and, and, you know, a work ethic. Uh, they, they've got a winner's mindset. They're really focused and goal goal oriented. Um, you know, Jalen, uh, he, he plays defensive back and corner uh, and just a really tough and gritty kid, uh, you know, and, and always somebody that was kind of the best with his back against the wall. Uh, didn't didn't care, you know, if he was getting credit for things or not. He, he was, uh, you know, just wanting to compete and win. Uh, and, and Barry, uh, you know, really uh, Kind of a quiet leader for us, but but somebody who you know everywhere he goes, people respect him, uh, and you know he was at his best in the biggest games. You know, uh, each game throughout the course of the year that you know we, we played a bunch of them, but the the big ones uh, he stepped up. Uh, you know, I think he saw that the most in the state championship. Uh, he he had a great night that night, and and he just he's the guy that always kind of rises to the occasion. And. You, you talked about, and that was going to be actually my next question. You, you, you already covered it uh, about the, these two individuals off the field. Where do you see, if we kind of can project in the future, what do you see their impact uh, in a year or two at, at, at Southern University? Yeah, uh, you know, on the field, I, I think they're going to be able to contribute and help in, in wherever they, they fit within the depth charts and things like that. Uh, but one thing I can say without a shadow of a doubt is they're going to be able to lead, you know, uh, wh whether they're uh, playing early or not. I, I think they're going to be people that, uh, you know, they, they know how to do things the right way. And so they're going to be able to step in and, and, and help that team uh, work towards being being great uh, and, and be good people in the locker room. Uh, they're going to take care of their business in the classroom, things like that. So 
you know, I, I think that's that's really going to be the biggest thing that they're going to start with, regardless of where they're at on the depth chart. Is, mm-hmm. is they're going to be people that that really help this team uh, by being leaders from the get go. And, and, and Coach Fuller, talk about the relationship. Um, I don't know who per se recruits or the staff from Southern University, but um, can you talk about if you can, uh, Southern University coaches coming there and establishing a relationship uh, with, with the Catholic High football coach? Yeah, uh, so really that, that goes way back. Uh, so uh, my my former stepdad is Mark Orlando, uh, who was, was – Oh, okay. Yeah, he was offensive coordinator there for a long time. So I actually – I personally grew up uh, on the sidelines at Southern, uh, you know, being, being a water boy and stuff like that. Uh, and so Coach Graves was on the staff, you know, when I was a, a little kid. And so uh, really as soon as I got the the, the head job, uh, we we connected. And, and uh, you know, these are guys that, that we were talking about. And so uh, really I, <laughs> um, they they have done a great job uh, of recruiting our school from the get-go, which, which to me means a lot, uh, you know, at, at different uh you know, d- different time periods. It's been a been a school that we've seen come through, and and sometimes not. And so it was great to see, you know, from the beginning they were committed to coming and, and recruiting our players, uh, and and you know, establishing a relationship and that kind of thing. That's that's very interesting, Will. Um, yeah, Mark, uh, Coach Mark, uh, Mark Orlando, and um, I, I didn't know that you, you yeah. the, the connection. See, you always find out some information and and, and learn some. Of uh, things, um, coach, winning the state championship. Now, how about your expectations for your football program for twenty twenty four? I know you guys always play a tough schedule. Uh, how how do you deal with the expectations of uh, coming off a state championship now, preparing for uh, the next season? Yeah, uh, I, you know, the, the biggest challenge of, of high expectations is so, sometimes people can lose sight of what creates what created those expectations in the first place. So that's uh, that's kind of the biggest thing for us is uh, we got to focus on getting better. You know, we, we got to uh, really be be where our feet are, focus on getting better one day at a time uh, and, and really look at this like we're, we're creating a new new team from ground zero. Uh, and, and that's really kind of our process every offseason, regardless of how the team, how the the season before ended, uh, you know, this is a new team and, and uh, we got to go on next year's results. So uh, that, that really starts now. Willer, if you have a question for Coach Fuller, Coach, how, right in. Coach, how do, how do you manage the, the expectations? Yeah, I, I know, you know, your, your, your program has a history of, you know, doing well and always doing well. How do you manage that year in and year out? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the only thing you, as a coach, we really can manage is the team. You know, you can you can educate your 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 parents, your your alumni, all those kind of things about how, hey, how are we going to handle these expectations? But that, that's really all we can focus on is uh, what's what are our coaches and our team, the people in the building, uh, how are they handling them? So that, that that's kind of the biggest thing is starting with that uh, and, and then identifying what are the. Uh, what are the threats maybe to these expectations, you know, like entitlement, complacency, those, those kind of things, everybody just knowing what those are. Uh, and then at the end of the day, it just comes down to focusing on one day at a time and getting better. Uh, you know, that, that's uh, whether it's, it's all season or, you know, pre-district play or district player playoffs uh, at the end of the day, you know, we, we got to take care of every phase. Um, 
and and if we do that really well, the results kind of take care of themselves, and those expectations uh, get met. Um, but you know, also, you know, I think people talk a lot about expectations, and and they think of winning, you know, uh, and and we try to see it more as uh, what are our expectations are about, you know, how do we practice? What are, what's the what are the, what are the things that we allow in our program in terms of culture and things like that? Uh, and and those are our real expectations. And if we take care of those things, and then the the win loss category kind of works itself out. So uh, that that's how we try to manage. Where do you see yourself, Coach, five, six, seven years from now? Uh, you know, I I, I got to preach my own or follow my own preaching of being where my feet are. You know, uh, mm. and and you know I, when I when I got started coaching, I, I definitely wanted to be a head coach and and. Uh, you know, be able to put kind of my own print on a, on a program and things like that. And so now that I have the opportunity to do that, um, you know, I, I'm more committed to uh, serving the people that I'm connected to uh, and, and uh, you know, our players, our coaches, their families, uh, and and trying to trying to use this sport as, as something that connects people to God as well. So, uh, you know, trying to, to do that one day at a time uh, and, and let God kind of take care of the rest. All right. Well, best of luck, Coach. Best of luck. Um, Coach, one last uh, question slash comment. Um, on the show, we've talked about the, uh, the the impact of the transfer portal, and, and, and for your for your program, you know, a lot of your your student athletes, not only on the football team but uh, throughout the other athletic sports, they have an opportunity to go on uh, to the next level. Do you have discussions with uh, parents who are concerned with the transfer portal? Now, less opportunities for high school students to to go to the next level. And if they do have the concerns, how do you kind of relate to them that it, it, it's still other opportunities, albeit not on the FBS FBS level, but on the FCS level, Division Two, uh, etc. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, everywhere you go, everybody wants to play division one sports, you know, that, that's kind of the goal of everybody. Uh, and, and that because of the way that things have, have worked, well, now there, there's more people, that, you know, in, inside of college that are working towards that level. So uh, for us, you know, one trying to, to, to learn on the go and, and see, you know, how this rule change, uh, what, what kind of evolution we have to make on the high school side, um, and, and you know that's that's still something I, I personally am trying to figure out so that we can mm -hmm. counsel our families and things like that the best. But uh, at the end of the day, there's still people uh, playing Division One football, you know, FCS football, Division Two football. So uh, those opportunities are still there. The way that uh, people move into those opportunities, I think, is is something that has changed. And so, uh, you know, from our side, in terms of the the high school athlete, uh, just their willingness to to take maybe a different path, uh, yeah. not change the goal, but but know that hey, that you know the the path may look different than it's looked for people in the last 20, 30 years, uh, and and I think the more kind of open to that those different possibilities people are, uh, the the less uh, you know an all or nothing mindset they take. Uh, a lot of times, the the better off those situations can work. So. Well, I, I believe Southern University. Uh, of getting two excellent uh, student athletes uh, to their program. They come from a winning program. 
uh, a discipline program, a, a strong academic program. So I look forward to seeing uh, Wood and uh, Remo just uh, contributing it and doing a great job. And hopefully what I've learned today that the uh, relationship between Southern University and Catholic High uh, football program will continue to 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 flourish coach yeah absolutely so uh really excited for them and proud of them for their hard work to, to get them to this moment and excited to have them here close to home so we can watch them play so yeah uh, thank you guys for uh for having me today and uh look forward to watching these guys uh in the southern program in the future and best of luck we appreciate the time and best of luck uh and success for the 2024 football season Catholic high uh, appreciate the time, Coach. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Awesome. Thank you. All righty. That was Coach Hudson uh, Fuller, and, and I had him on to uh, uh, Wheeler to, to talk about uh, their program. They, they have an outstanding program, and it's always about building relationships and, and I, I, to learn that he had a, a relationship with Coach Graves Mm -hmm. And um, I, I didn't know about Coach uh, his relationship with Coach Mark Orlando, mm -hmm. uh, former Southern University offensive coordinator. So, uh, hey, you live and learn. It's always it's good to find out new information. Well, it's always great when, you know, people can come on and, and sing praises about your coaching staff and, you know, that sort of thing. You know, when, when I was uh, at, a, at a few schools, you know, you know, AD always feels the complaints about, well, you know, I haven't seen a football coach and I don't know how long or, no. <laughs> you, know, you know, not not coming by the school and all that sort of thing and stuff. So, you know, it's, it's, it's great for folk to come on your show that's in that arena, you know, and talk about the relationships that they have with, you know, the current coaching staff and, and things of that nature. And so that's 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 refreshing right there, Carlos. No, no doubt about that. Yeah. Well, our next guest, um, you know, I've talked to uh, uh, several uh, of the coaches, had them on the show. Um, Coach Burrell is intriguing. You know, I, I looked up where he played uh, his, his – Uh, Grandma State University. But, hey, we've got to give love to HBCUs. Although they're rivals, it is an important thing. So we'll uh, we'll bring in Coach uh, Burrell right now. And uh, there he is. I want to say good morning, but it's actually afternoon. Coach Burrell, good afternoon. Welcome to the Carlos Brown Show. <laughs> good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Here, here, you're pretty good. Um, you came in on Southern staff, and, and you know, I don't know. A, a lot of people may have noticed it, but you kind of came in kind of quietly. But uh, your 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 football resume, your coaching resume, I must say, is outstanding. Um, talk about now coaching at, at Southern University with. Uh, not unlike any other fan base, a very rabid fan base. Uh, and now you get a chance to coach on both sides of a, a, a tremendous rivalry in HBCU uh, football. But talk about uh, uh, coming to Southern University. 
Well, I'll tell you what, just, you know, just coming to Southern, it was kind of a surreal feeling, you know, because, you know, especially because, you know, my ties, you know, being, uh, uh, growing up being a Grambling fan, you know, and growing up with most of, most <laughs> yeah. of my family, a majority of my family going to Grambling State University. Uh, it was kind of a, like I said, a surreal, kind of a, a odd feeling, but at the same token, you know, I'm very appreciative of, you know, Coach Julie giving me the opportunity to come on the staff. Uh, and then it's, at the end of the day, you know, I've, I've, I've formed a, a bunch of great bonds within this year of, of, of Southern Knights, uh, alums, uh, you know, just passionate fans of the Jaguar Nation. So it's it's kind of like, you know, just being, you know, being at back at home, you know, both, you know, fan bases are very passionate, whether you're from Southern or Grambling, you know, and you appreciate that. Uh, but at the same token, you know, I'm just a very appreciative of the opportunity. Now, Coach Burrell, uh, did did your family give you like the the, the nice little ribbing? Uh, like you're you're not coaching at Southern. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, 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 some of them did, but you know, at the same token, like my my mother, uh, who's actually a Groundland alum, um, mm-hmm. she's always been supportive wherever I've been, uh, whether been coaching or playing. Um, so you know, at the same token, I was always talking, told you always want to go where you want and not tolerate it. So you know, yeah. uh, I was fortunate enough to be a part of Groundland staff. Uh, from 2016 to 2021 under Coach Fox, uh, mm-hmm. they chose to go a different direction. And uh, when uh, Coach Hugh Jackson came in, uh, you know, they obviously chose to go a whole different direction with the staff. Right. And I was one of the, you know, guys who got let go. Uh, so, you know, I uh, took a year off in uh, 22. Uh, then last year in 23, um, got a phone call from Coach Dooley um, and also Coach Graves as well because we all coached together at Grambling. Uh, mm-hmm in 2016 and 2017 with me and Coach Graves through 21. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a relationship business. And uh, I was very appreciative of the opportunity uh, that he gave me uh, because, you know, we worked together. And uh, just him just interested in me of uh, being able to coach the wide receivers. Uh, again, I was just very, very thankful for the opportunity. Now, last year, that wide receiver room, uh, I know last year's come and gone, but did it give you a chance to kind of uh... – look at use your pedigree as far as you being a position coach and and talk about that year and then we'll transition into uh, this upcoming uh, season some Mm. new new people of course but then some that are returning but how how was the wide receiver room well you know last year I I, you know I got in I would say kind of kind of late almost really right before camp uh, got here in July so I kind of had to hit the feet Hit the mm-hmm. ground running because I missed all the spring, uh, most of the summer as well. So you know, I kind of hit. I had to hit the ground running, going right directly into the season. But I think that you know, I tried to entrench in, 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 in them some of my core values that I that I believe in as a coach. And that's you know, one is just being tough, uh, mental and mm-hmm. physical toughness. Um, you know, which I think I did, but at the same token, I wasn't able to get my full imprint on it because I didn't have a, a full year with them. Right, uh, right. But I did. But I was well. I was pleased. Uh, with what we accomplished, you know, we had a lot of seniors last year, um, but we also had a lot of young guys who who stepped up to the plate and uh, who I'm really looking forward to this year as far as taking their game to the next level. And specifically, you know, guys like Chandler Whitfield, uh, Darren Morris, um, and then, you know, we have a guy named Tyler Kirkwood who was um, mm-hmm. ineligible last year, but will be back this year. So we're looking for big things from him as well. And, and, and you know, Will and, and Coach, you know, we look at the wide receiver group and it's 
it, it it's kind of I, I'll use the term maybe not flashy but flamboyant. But you know, you always hear about the ride receiving that total package, blocking downfield. They, you know, all of those integral things. How important is that as far as that the total package? The, you know, being able to block down downfield. I think that's I think that's vital. You know, for for a successful offense. Um, you know, me. Uh, a lot of people don't know, but I have a defensive back background. Uh, mm-hmm. I played defensive back in college. Uh, I got into the coaching realm uh, under the defensive tutelage of a lot of coaches. I spent the first ten years when I was coaching high school ball, coaching defense. Um, I got switched. I switched over to offense actually in 2018 when Coach uh, Coach Fives gave me the opportunity to switch over to offense. So you know, I wanted to put uh, instill into the guys that you know little things such as blocking. Uh, downfield is paramount to the success of an offense. And it also tells you also from a mentality standpoint that, you know, mm-hmm. wide receivers have the notion of, quote, unquote, sometimes being prima donnas and, you know, things of that nature. When mm-hmm. I wanted to instill in my guys, man, we block, mm-hmm. I think we may have, we have lost Coach Brown. You know, and I, and I found that it's the little things, Carlos, that gets you over the top, you know, especially for our kids coming from HBCUs, that sort of thing. You know, scouts mm-hmm. come into on, on the campus and, you know, they're going, they're looking at film, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, they they know you can catch the ball. They know you can catch the ball before they come, come look at you. What they want to mm-hmm. see, what you're doing away from that, you know taking plays off, you know, are, are you able to block downfield? Are you able to stay with your blocks? That sort of thing. You know, they're looking at effort. They're looking at execution, you know, on top of the, the things that they come for. You know, but like I said, nine times out of ten, you're a receiver. They know you can catch the ball before they step on campus. That's what, they, you know, that's but they want to see what else is it that you can bring to the table, you know, and, and – our kids, a lot of times, that's going to make the difference between getting in camp and, and going home or Absolutely. staying in and going home early. You know, mm-hmm. So you know, if there's one message that you know, I like to give to our kids, you know, it's that it's the, it's the little things that's going to get you over the top. You know, oh, are yeah. you, do you stay with your block till the whistle blows? You know, mm-hmm. are you are always engaged in something all the time? You know, mm-hmm. you're a defender. Are you always around the ball? You know, mm-hmm. that, that's, those are things that those scouts are looking for, and those are the intangibles that nine times out of ten are going to help you get over the hump. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then once also things that I, I preach to our guys, too, as far as just, just adding complete value to our football program as far as, you know, if you're a wide receiver, you're not just going to play wide receiver. You're going to be playing all special teams as well. Um, and that's just not including just catching kickoff returns and punt returns. You know, we got guys that that was on our kickoff team, coverage team that were on tackles, you know, going down to make plays. But they also we also had guys that uh, were on the front line of the kickoff return team to make key blocks for our kickoff returns. Um, so yes. I think that the more and more value you can add to yourself, just like you said, you can add back value to your yourself, but also the program as well. And then if you're fortunate to go to the next level, you know, 90% of the time, you're going to be starting off on special teams. So, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah. 
You're, you're absolutely right. And, and, and Coach Burrell, have you seen a, 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 a slight difference, a big difference, or a major difference from, say, 2016 to 2023, 2024 as far as, uh, you know, talent in the, in the league, the SWAC? Uh, defensive. Since you you start on the defense side of ball, yeah. you know all the little integral things that you can add on to the wide receivers. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that for first and foremost, this is a very talented league. You know, I, I was um, I did not play uh, in the SWAC conference, but you yeah. know, it was all it was actually an eye opener um, because I was I played at the University of Notre Dame, but coming down and coaching in the SWAC, uh, it was very eye opening because there's a lot of talent here, especially from a skill position standpoint. Uh, you know, you got guys that that have that four three speed. You know, guys that were that, that had the length, um, guys that could run, jump, tackle. You know, so um, you know that was a very you know a pleasant surprise. And from 2016 to now, I think that it's uh, you know from a talent standpoint, I don't think it's, it's, it's I haven't seen any drop off. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot of parity in this league as far as you know teams that are you know kind of on the same level. Uh, but I also know that. You know, if you have a, a good quarterback and you have a well-disciplined football team, um, you know, you're going to have a shot every weekend. Interesting. We're visiting with Coach Quentin Burrell, wide receiver coach at uh, Southern University. Um, coach, as far as rec- uh, recruiting, and, um, you know, we've had Coach Graves on, we've had many on, um, transfer reporter versus high school uh, uh, talent. Uh, I've, I had one coach in particular. He's a baseball coach. I'll, I'll tell you what it is. Coach Carlos James at University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. Presented with both scenarios, he said, unfortunately, or fortunately, he's going to take the uh, student athlete that's been in college a year or two, more mature, versus a high school athlete that you have to recruit, bring in a program, and and then coach them up, mm-hmm. help them improve. Do you believe in being balanced as far as when you're recruiting a, a student athlete, transfer a portal versus getting from the high school ranks? Well, I mean, for, for me personally, I, I believe in the vision of our head coach. You know, um, I think being an assistant coach, you have to be in alignment um personally of what your head coach is, you know, envisions the program going, whether it be, you know, us diving in the transfer portal, us going in the junior college ranks or going in the high school level. Um, because I think that for one, he, he's the one driving the engine. And, and for us with Coach Graves, you know, he wants to, we're, we're going after everybody. You know, we're mm-hmm. not just going after transfer portal guys. We're not just going after JC guys. We're going after all of them, high school, transfer portal, JC and, and all, you know, but we, if we mm-hmm. are going to dive into that transfer portal, um, I do think one of one of one of the things that I'm very passionate about is you got to get the right ones, you know, because you mm-hmm. don't want to be you don't want to be diving into the transfer portal just because this kid was a quote unquote four or five star, because um, he's obviously in the transfer portal for a reason. You know, how many times has he switched schools? You know, you got some of these guys is this their second and third or fourth school in the last sec- two or three years, you know, so you might mm-hmm. be getting somebody else's problem, you know. And you don't want that in your program based on the core values that, you know, your head coach wants. So, you know, I do believe that, you know, if we if we do go on the transfer portal, but we got to get the right ones out the transfer portal. Um, but we're not so also with me having a high school background, coaching high school uh, ball in, in, in the state of Georgia for 10 years. 
uh, you know, I do believe that, you know, you still have to tap into those high school ranks because those guys, uh, mm -hmm. in my opinion, uh, you, you know, they're, they're still pure. Uh, you can kind of mold them and, and teach them to how you want to, you know, to implement in your program. Um, and then they're also, they're, they're a lot hungrier now too because they know they're on the back burner as well. So you're going to get a lot of great high school kids that might have gotten overlooked that you probably might have not have had a chance to within probably five or seven years ago. Uh, whereas now you can get some really good quality, quality high school players that might have been overlooked. And, and Willer, when you look at um, uh, Southern's 2024 recruiting class, it reflects that 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 balance, as I call, transfer mm -hmm. reporter, JUCO, and um, on the high school level. We just had Coach um, Full on uh, two players uh, coming to Southern's program. Uh, from the high school rank. So I think you have to have a good balance. And uh, I was just interested in seeing um, um, your response to that, that question because I asked everybody that. And um, mm -hmm. now, uh, boy, with the transfer portal and college athletics and NIL, it's, it's I, I reference it as the genie has been let out of the bottle. And once it's out now, they're trying to put it back in, but you're not going to be able to do it. Oh yeah, it's tough, man. College football has, has definitely changed within the, like I tell some of my friends within the last three, four years, you know, and it's, and it's constantly changing. Uh, so we have to be abreast of everything that's going on, all the rule changes and everything. Um, because if not, you know, a lot of times you can, you can get left behind. Um, but at the same token, like I said, man, I think it's extreme value in the high school kids. Um, and he, like you said, the, the kids we get coming from Catholic, you know, they come from championship programs, so they have championship pedigree, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And not to mention they're in our backyard. So, you know, we're getting good quality kids um, from that standpoint. They're local, but they're also they have championship championship pedigree as well. And, and Coach, I know you, you, you work with uh, the quarterbacks as well, and, and, and you mentioned Georgia. That just kind of triggered me out. Um, the, the young man from that we interviewed on the show from uh, Georgia's quarterback. I believe he redshirted. Um, you know, and then you have another young freshman quarterback. How important is for them to develop and, and uh, to be in the competitive race with, um, I guess, uh, Bowden, who mm. probably, as Coach Graves said, you got to put somebody out there to start in the spring. Right. He, he'll be out there. But uh, talk about the competitiveness of the quarterback and then, of course, the wide receiver room. How important is that going into the spring game? I mean, well, spring I, practice, I'm sorry. I think, it's, I think it's extremely vital and important just from a competition standpoint. You know, you're going to see, you know, I, I still believe in the, you know, uh, the competition. You know, the cream is always going to rise to the top, you know. Um, and I think that when you're specifically talking about the quarterback uh, room, you know, you got some very talented guys, you know. Uh, you know, Noah, T-Set, you know, Jalen Woods, those guys are, mm -hmm. are, for one, they're not they're not little kids. You know, they're, they're, them guys, you talking about guys that are all 6'2 and above, you know, and all of them mm -hmm. are well over 200 pounds. Um, but at the same token, they're all extremely talented. Um, from a, Even from an academic standpoint, they're all sound. Um, and, and that's what you want. You want guys that's going to be mm -hmm. coming there and compete every day. They're attacking the weight room the proper way. Um, they're starting to get into the playbook. Um, and, and, and they're not shying away from the competition. Uh, whether they win the job or whether they don't, they also know that at the end of the day, you're only one play away. You know, because mm -hmm. whoever goes out there, you know, to start, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to finish it, you know, for whatever reason. So, you know, they know they have to be ready um, and they know what is vital for them to be ready 
um, for us to have the success that we want to have this year. Um, even from a receiver standpoint, you know, just having depth, um, but also just creating that level of competition to let guys know that every day we got to come ready to work. You know, rain, sleet, snow, or shine, uh, whatever the conditions are, whatever type of atmosphere or adversity that we're facing, you know, you got to come ready to work because there's injuries, you know, that there, there are guys that might leave the program, some guys that might come in the program, and competition is going to breed the character and also reveal the character that you might have as far as, you know, I don't care who's coming to this program or who's been here. I'm going to make sure Coach Burrell knows who I am to where it's now, okay, he might not, I might not be able to start, but I might be able to be in the rotation or I might be able to add value on special teams or, you know, somewhere like that. And I think that's vital for a winning program. And speaking of the climate, uh, Willow Brown is in, in Baltimore where uh, it, it's a lot of snow. You play, you play yeah. at Notre Dame. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. How I guess you have to adjust to the weather, but man, it, it had to be cold. I'm a good old Southern boy. I, I like the heat and humidity <laughs> now. Um, how, how was that adjustment? I tell um, you what, it was it was it was extremely different. To be honest with you, you know, I'm um I'm originally from Gramlin, Louisiana, but I went to high school in in Atlanta, Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, for four years, and then you know found my way. I was fortunate enough to get a scholarship at the University of Notre Dame. Um, and it was, to be honest with you, it was it was a culture shock in many different ways because I went to an all-black high school <laughs> and going from all-black high school, then going to Notre Dame, a, a Catholic school, to where you being probably maybe two or three black kids in a classroom of maybe 75 or 80 kids. You know, that was a, that was a culture mm-hmm. shock for me. Uh, but then also the weather as well. Um, oh. You know, I mean, you, you waking up to five degree, <laughs> six degree weather, you know, whereas here, you know, you out of school for a couple of days and, you know, the snow <laughs> might come down, down there. They shovel that snow to the side. They keep it moving. It's a normal business day for them. But for, for <laughs> us down south, you know, we get a couple inches of snow. We It's a freeze warning. You know, you might be out of school. So that was a cool yeah. shot. Uh, and that was a little, that was a little adjustment that I had to make. But um, I really enjoyed my time up there. I, 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 I wouldn't, second guess my decision at all. It was a decision that I made that I felt that I needed at the time. And I really did because I formed a lot of bonds and relationships uh, with former teammates, professors, and even people who just took care of me outside of football. Uh, and it was something I needed at the time. Well, on that note, uh, Burrell, we appreciate the time. We were finally able to work it out to, yeah. to get you on the show. I know you're a busy guy and uh, any Closing comments you want to make to the Jaguar Nation, the HBCU Nation? Well, I just tell you what, man. I, first and foremost, I appreciate you guys for having me on. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to the season. Uh, looking forward to, you know, Coach Graves uh, continuing to indoctrinate, you know, his mindset and mentality for us going ahead into the spring. And then our next phase is to head into the, to the summer and the fall. Uh, we're really excited. We're putting in the work. We're definitely putting in the work. Um so, you know, we're just excited for the season, man. We're going to take it one game at a time. And, uh, you know, one thing that you know you're going to have with a Coach Gray's football team is we're going to be mentally and physically tough. Uh, so we're just excited for the season. I'm just ready, kind of ready ready to, uh, you know, ready to get, get get it going, to be honest with you. But uh, we know we also know it's a process. You know, it's a process that you already got to go through. And uh, just praying for good health, uh, both from a coach's standpoint and a player's standpoint, and looking forward to a great season. Yeah, I can hear Coach Graves now on the video in the iron hole. 
And Willa played collegiate ball, offensive lineman. I, I'm sure he can appreciate that. In yep. the iron hole. Boy, mm-hmm. I, I, I just hear that ringing out. Uh, <laughs> Coach Graves, you got you got to love him and the entire staff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have a great weekend, Coach Burrell. We appreciate yep. it and uh, look forward to talking with you again. Oh, thank, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Go Jags. Go Jags. All right. Go Jags. Uh, Willa, uh, Coach Gray says, in the iron hole, in the iron hole. Um, those are some of the things that, you know, it's important. Yeah, it is. No doubt about it. Football pretty much in all sports, it's a year-round conditioning. And it's got to be. Both from the mental and the physical standpoint. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. Always has been. And I, and I believe it all always will be if you're going to be good yes sir on that note i want to thank coach fuller who uh joined us on the show football football coach at catholic high school of course charles edmund and 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 his champ uh (laughs) will charles says all corn basketball don't give up on them yet they will be heard from i think they've been the most disappointing uh, team so far on the men's side, but hey, they could turn it around. They lost some scores and stuff, but uh, we appreciate Charles. Coach Petaway joined us. Also, Coach Burrell, and of course, you, Willa. Quickly, Willa, we got less than a minute. Closing comments, sir. Take us well, out. I, you know, I'm a big proponent of Bill Parcells. You know, he always says you are what your record says you are. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, and 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 what you do in October and November, basketball wise, has no say so come February and March. Yeah. You know, mm. So, you know, the the teams that, you know, our our schools beat, you know, during the guarantee game period, that sort of thing. You know, it was all well and good back then and you know, got a lot of kudos for it back then. I just believe that now, as you're looking forward to tournament time, all those things go on the back burner. And it's like, what have you done over the course of the last month, the last three weeks, that sort of thing, to prepare yourself to get ready to go into tournament play? You know, that's 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 what's going to tell the tale of the tape. You know, what you did back in October and November, Carlos, now that's ancient history, baby. That's ancient history. You can't go yeah. back and, and draw from the ghost of beating Arkansas State or whomever, you know, and say all of a sudden now we're going to turn this on. You know, it's, it's what are you doing now to get ready for, you know, tournament play, that sort of thing. Are you playing your best ball right now? Right now? And that's going to be that's going to be the tale of the tape for all of these schools right now. Well. With that being said, Jackson State women, Southern University men, they've been the most consistent. Mm-hmm. Also, folks, let's send Melody, the producer of the Carlos Brown Show, to Mardi Gras next year. I want to see her throw beads. I want to see her have some king cake. And until next Saturday at 11 a.m. <laughs> for the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Until next time, peace and God bless. <laughs> Thank you.